Roman Reigns is back. He is breaking the internet. I just tried to go live before it crashed in my previous stream. Apologies for that. But man, Roman Reigns is back. He is back and he is ready to finally save SmackDown from the damn Bruce Pritchard doldrums. What's up, everybody? Fred Ricciani, TSC, your home for pro wrestling news updates, interviews, and everything in between. If you're new here, please consider liking, sharing, and subscribing. I'm here to recap WWE SummerSlam 2020, which was headlined. What we just witnessed was headlined by Roman Reigns returning. That should be the headline. The headline should be Roman Reigns returns, the women killed it again, and Bray Wyatt, Braun the Strowman, once again, didn't have the main event. Good God Almighty, they had the lame event. It was brutal. I mean, they were on their way, and I think they may have had the worst SummerSlam main event in history. History! Just terrible. Terrible matchup. I'm not even going to, I'm going to barely recap it here. They brawled. It was false count anywhere. They were in kickouts. Braun Strowman ripped up the ring. Was going to slam Bray on the wood, on the canvas. Instead, Bray reversed it. Hit the sister Abigail. Hit it again. My dad was thoroughly unimpressed here. One, two, three. And just like that, Bray's the universal champion. So Bray celebrating, or I guess, you know, doing the Fiend celebration, which is just looking all menacing and crap, holding the title. And then who should come out but Roman Reigns and his brand new spanking new teeth. You know, shout out to him and, and Joe Budden getting that hookup. He speared Bray Wyatt. He speared Braun Strowman. He beat the crap out of Strowman with a steel chair. He talked about how, you know, this is his yard. Again, he's not the guy. He's the guy. He held the Universal Championship. And I guess we're going to get Bray versus Roman at Payback next week. Yes. DDB Payback, the next pay-per-view is next week. I have no idea why. It makes zero sense to me. But hey, talk about a hook. Roman Reigns is back. Finally. I'm curious to see what the storyline reason is going to be for him being out. You may recall... He left because, well, there's a pandemic. He's a two-time cancer survivor. His wife was pregnant. She just gave birth recently. Congrats to him and his wife. I don't know. They're, they're going to have to figure out something. But SummerSlam, definitely a mixed bag. But overall, i got to say some pretty damn good action overall. So let's get to it. But that was the main event. That was what capped off the show. They ended it on a high note. Now, look, Roman Reigns is great. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Great talent. But at the same time, Roman Reigns being back. That novelty is only going to be around for so long, right? A week or two, the euphoria. Yes, Roman's back. But they got to do more than that. They got to rebuild the mid-card. They got to make people care about the young talent. And that doesn't just, doesn't just go for SmackDown. It goes for Raw as well. My main man, my Arab brother, Mustafa Ali. Nowhere to be seen on that milk carton. They got to do something, but... Let's go through the show because that's that's a whole uh, it's a whole another rant for another day, my friend. So we had the prelims. Apollo Crews successfully defended the United States Championship against MVP. Decent match. The hurt business was banned from ringside. Apollo got the win. Afterwards, Benjamin and Lashley tried to attack Cruz, but he narrowly escaped. 
I don't know about the baby face just slipping out of there. It's not like Apollo Crews is a small guy. I mean, he's short in stature, but he's jacked as hell. Would like to have seen him at least try to fight him off, but whatever. He got the win. Decent match here. I still don't know why Bobby Lashley isn't getting the shot since, you know, he's bigger and badder than MVP, but maybe that's the case for payback. We had an excellent opener. Bailey retained the SmackDown Women's Championship against Asuka. She rolled her up after Asuka ran at Sasha Banks. Banks got taken out. Bailey rolled her up for the win. Excellent match. Bailey, Asuka, Sasha Banks have been the absolute MVPs of this WWE pandemic era. They were great workers already, but they have really shined in this era. Absolutely great stuff. If you haven't watched this match, go out of your way to see it. Three of the best wrestlers in the world. Bailey got the pin, and it would lead to Asuka facing Sasha Banks later that night because, yes, Asuka, for whatever reason, was pulling double duty. We had the Street Profits retain the tag titles over Andrade and Angel Garza. I didn't get a chance to see this match. My internet was acting up. In the rare case, it does. It happened to be during this match, but heard it was decent. But I am a little surprised that Andrade and Angel Garza did not get the tag team titles. Kind of pisses me off. I mean, Street Profits are awesome, but... Man, Andrade and Angel Garza, man, they, they're they future top talents. I think Montez Ford can be as well. Angelo Dawkins is a great complimentary guy to Montez, but, I mean, man, I mean, Andrade's been on the cusp for a long time, and Angel Garza, a lot of people comparing him to Eddie Guerrero. I'm not going to go that far, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're waiting on to pull the damn trigger. Seriously. We had Mandy Rose defeat Sonya Deville in a pretty damn good match. No DQ, loser leaves Deddy B match. The only real awkward spot in the match was Mandy was setting up a table. It wasn't complying. It looked like they were going to try to put Sonya through the table. And then they just decided, yeah, screw that spot. And, and they moved on. I mean, I'm fine with that because it looked dangerous, whatever they were trying to do. But that was a little wacky. Uh, other than that, Mandy Rose won totally clean here. You know, hit, hit the underhook suplex slam, hit the uh, multiple knees, like four knees to the head, got the pin, one, two, three. Afterwards, Otis celebrated with her. If you don't know what's happened to poor Mandy Rose and poor Sonya Deville over this last week, let me just brush you up. TampaBay.com has a lot more. They did the story, and I'm sure several other news outlets, but they were the first ones to really cover it. Crazy stuff. So a crazy stalker, murderous fan had been, I guess, tracking Sonya Deville's address and the whereabouts of all her loved ones over the last eight months, sending her DMs. Now, of course, she's got millions of followers, so... All that stuff went to her spam folder or her general folder or whatever the case may be. And what's crazy is this, right? Facebook, Twitter, all these social networks, their filters are super quick to flag you should you say something like, uh, you know, Trump lied or this happened or that happened. You know, or even something that's just like, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but my buddy Deb has been in Facebook jail for posting certain things that shouldn't put you in Facebook jail. I'll leave it at that, okay? Yet, this guy's sending her threatening messages He's talking about cutting some dude's heads off. He's talking about killing her parent. I mean, awful, just awful things, just awful things. And didn't get flagged, didn't get banned, nothing. I mean, that that didn't make the filters, huh? I don't know. Anyway, long story short, this dude, like the other weekend, I, I guess cut like through like her porch and was like sitting on her porch or whatever you want to call it. And uh, they call him something differently down south. And I guess he was listening to conversations. And when he went in, he snuck in her house. He tripped the alarm. And he just kept walking towards Sonia. And he essentially was trying to kill her. Or at the very least, abduct her and, and kill Mandy. And Mandy happened to be living with her. Yes, some people will say, okay, oh, Fabe, whatever. They shouldn't be living with each other. They're feuding. F that, man. Okay, this is 
this is real life here. Let's get out of here at kayfabe BS right now. Uh, so Sonia and Mandy were able to get out to the car, start it up, eventually start it up, drove away. Sonia was able to monitor what the hell was going on in the house, called the cops. Cops came there and they arrested the guy who was just sitting there and I guess just admitted to saying, yeah, he planned this for eight months. And then she had to make a, a court date earlier this week as well, recounting everything. Just absolutely horrifying. That security alarm saved her life. And uh, Jobber's Tears podcast, shout out to them and a few other guys. I know uncovered other creepy DMs. And not creepy DMs, but creepy tweets that people are sending to the women of WWE and other wrestlers. Somebody screenshot Nia Jax's house. Man, this stuff is unacceptable. It's absolutely disgusting. Yes, I know this is like the extreme side of quote-unquote fan behavior. This isn't even fan behavior. This is just a sick, murderous, I don't know. I don't want to say a bad word here. Just scum of the earth. Hopefully... He, he stays in prison for a long time, the rest of his freaking life. He can never be out in society again. My God, absolutely scary situation. If you want to read the details, they're online, but they're absolutely chilling, just a warning. But glad Sonya and Mandy are okay. Uh, they tried their hardest here after the absolute worst week of their lives. And I don't know. I don't know, man. And if there's ever, if there's ever a time for cops to... Not apprehend a, a a crazy white dude alive. It was this time. That's all I gotta say. Because this dude should not be walking, and he should definitely uh, never see the light of day again. So, but I'll leave it at that. Seth Rollins defeated Dominic Mysterio in a street fight. This went over 22 minutes. It was actually a really good match. One of the more interesting Seth Rollins matches in a long time. Now, Seth Rollins continues to publicly put his foot in his mouth. He did some interviews where he kind of blamed the fans for not waiting for things to play out. Blame the fans for complaining about I versus Ivy. And it was freaking stupid. Rather than, you know, blaming his company or himself for his own stupid ideas. And while the Monday Night Messiah gimmick is absolutely terrible and drags down a great wrestler as Seth Rollins is, he had a hell of a match with Dominic. Dominic looked great. And yes, so Seth Rollins did carry him through a lot of it. But Dominic's obviously trained by his father, trained by the great Lance Storm, Storm Wrestling Academy. And he did not look out of place here. Finish came when Rey Mysterio was handcuffed to the ropes and Seth and Buddy Murphy attacked Dominic and then hit him with the curb stomp. I was kind of waiting on somebody to help Rey Mysterio. The dude is a beloved legend and you're telling me in storyline he has no friends? That to me is kind of stupid, especially because on Twitter you saw all the luchadors of WWE coming out saying that they had Dominic's back and I guess they just dropped that storyline. I don't know what the hell happened there, but it's no DQ. You could have the luchadors interfere. Why not? He's a legend. He's a legend. It makes sense. But whatever. Dominic had a great showing. Uh, but unfortunately, it looks like this feud will continue. Asuka and Sasha Banks, surprise, surprise, had a hell of a match. Oh, poor Sasha Banks, though. I wouldn't have minded if, if Bailey lost the SmackDown women's title. She's held it for 317 days. But instead, poor Sasha here lost the Raw Women's Championship again for what, like the fifth time? Yet again, not a successful title defense. Now, she's at least successfully defended the women's tag team titles a few times, but not the singles title yet. And, oh, you know, I know somebody's got to be the McFoley and be a transitional champion. It really shouldn't be Sasha Banks. She's way, way, way too good for that. I know it sets up Bailey versus Sasha down the road. It's a slow burn. Still, come on. That being said, awesome match. Asuka got the win. And I guess Asuka will take on Shayna Baszler down the road for the Raw Women's title. 
Maybe they'll do Shayna and Asuka versus Sasha and Bailey next week at Payback since they have to defend the women's tag team titles. But hey, hell of a match. And look, it, it plants the seeds for further dissension, which Corey Graves and Michael Cole were going really hard on. So I, I guess that's going to happen. Speaking of awesome matches, Drew McIntyre had a hell of a match for the WWE Championship with Randy Orton. He defeated Randy Orton with actual wrestling maneuver, a backslide to get the pin. Both men were busted open. Both men brought it tonight. They had their working shoes. I really like this match. Randy Orton, when he's on, one of the most technically sound performers in the business. And Drew McIntyre, I think, has been one of the more underappreciated champions, not just this year, but really this in recent memory. And obviously, viewership's lower than ever. Not really his fault, really. I mean, he's like the highlight of most shows other than the women. You know, just, it's mainly, of course, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and all the other clowns that are booking WWE right now that, that think they're they're booking good TV. But awesome match. You should go out of your way to see this. Drew McIntyre got the win, retains the title, but he didn't win with the Claymore. He won narrowly with the backslide, which I thought was a nice, nice little finish. You don't have to finish with your finisher all the time. Easy for me to say. You know, and plus this sets up a rematch down the road and it protected Orton. And then, of course, Braun the Strowman versus The Fiend. If you don't know, Braun Strowman's now bald. They hinted Alexa Bliss would interfere. Alexa Bliss wasn't there. At least I don't think she was there. I don't I don't know. I was, I was trying to watch this while noticing how appalled my dad was. He was just like, wait, so Bray Wyatt wears a mask and now you can't stop him? I'm like, yeah. My dad shook his head. Between that and the Lack of disqualifications in some of the matches. He was just, he, he was absolutely appalled. And I would imagine a lot of people are, are appalled by some WB inconsistencies considering the average viewership is around my dad's age. But that's neither here nor there. And then at the end, Roman Reigns came to save the day, speared these two dudes, kicked their asses. I don't even give a damn if Roman Reigns is a heel or babyface. I miss the guy so much. He's a great performer. He's the undisputed top dog right now. Just... He, I don't even care that Bray Wyatt's only going to hold the title for a week if they do the match at Payback. I really don't care. Give Roman Reigns the title. Let him hold the title for like a year. And just build him up and keep him as champion. And let him have great matches until you can actually build up some new stars. Seriously. Back to the basics. I'm tired of this. Give me a badass, workhorse, believable champion. Not some hocus pocus BS. Not Braun Strowman doing some, <laughs> you know, weird, like, freaking Snitsky cosplay. All right, give the belt to Roman, let him reign supreme, and you know what? When you build somebody up around Royal Rumble time or past that, then you can put somebody else over. But right now, you need your top guy, your top guys, plural, in the main event mix, and you got to rebuild your mid-card brick by brick. Because right now, all you're shooting, when it comes to trying to make shots, is bricks. So, yeah. Overall, though... I got to give SummerSlam a thumbs up. As for the Thunderdome, which was the new arena, well, I guess the modified Amway Center, that's like a dome now. They set it up very similar to NBA, but like on crack with all these digital screens. Pretty cool. This staticky, piped-in crowd noise, I don't know if I like that that much, but at the same time, NXT last night had crowd noise, and it looked dark and dreary and dank as hell, and I did not like it at all. It was just, I don't know. It just felt, ugh. The aesthetic of NXT, man, that just looks very minor league, which is pretty embarrassing to say for a WWE produced show, but it really does. You watch Dynamite, all these colors. You watch uh, SummerSlam tonight and SmackDown, all these colors, is brightness. And yeah, sometimes wrestling's a little too shiny, too bright. But then you watch NXT and it's like, ugh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. You know, maybe it would have worked like ten years ago. 
when they were trying to go for more of a grungy feel with like JDB ECW or whatever. But now, nah, they, they, they got a light full sale up or they got to move them to the Thunderdome. I don't know why they won't. I mean, they got two months of Thunderdome anyway that they rented. So we'll see. Overall, though, a damn good show. I'm happy Roman Reigns is back, but we'll see what happens. Let's go to some of the comments here. Matt says, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. No, I'm here to chew gum and kick doodle squat and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it, it was, it was a crazy show tonight, but I am happy that Roman Reigns is actually back. Thunderdome was neat. Okay. Nerd news today says Thunderdome was neat. I thought I would hate the artificial crowd noise, but it was not irritating. It just worries me that now DDB is straight up controlling their crowd reactions. Yeah, I agree. That is a, a little weird there. Um, I think what's more, what's more irritating or worrying, and, and this is on a serious note here, NXT TakeOver took place Saturday night. It was okay. Uh, there were some really good matches. Uh, Pat McAfee had a surprisingly damn good match with Adam Cole. I thought the guys in the ladder match worked hard. I thought the women's match with Dakota Kai and Io Shirai with Io retaining was, was good. Ugh, but WWE insisting on using Velveteen Dream. You might be wondering why Velveteen Dream has been trending in the news lately. I did I did an extensive podcast several weeks back, maybe a couple months back now, when the whole speaking out movement uh, happened with, with wrestling. And there have been a number of young men who have come out and said that Patrick Clark, the man behind Velveteen Dream, is a predator. And he targets underage boys, which, translation, children. Now, a few months back, there were some screenshots that were leaked, uh, a nude photo that was leaked of him. Looked very disturbing. Looked like he was trying to holla at a young man under the age of 18. Um, I remember the allegations were kind of dismissed at the time because the person who posted the screenshot and the screen grab and the screen video happened to have some weird inbox in, in, with it, or, or folder or group chat category within their uh, Instagram that said exposing N-words, which led people to believe that maybe this person's a racist who's just targeting black athletes. I don't know, but fast forward a few weeks later, there was a, another young man who's actually a wrestler by the name of Josh Fuller who went on record and said that Patrick Clark is a predator. And since then, he was put on ice, uh, him being Dream, put on ice for a little while. They brought him back, and Triple H said the investigation's closed. And he has provided no transparency whatsoever as to why Dream is being utilized right now, uh, despite the fact that there's some really serious allegations. And look, I saw some screenshots. A couple of them were ambiguous, but I saw one last night that was floating around where, where it looked like the dude straight up. I'll try to keep it PG here. This is on YouTube. He, he straight up tried to ask for a picture of a young child's junk. All right. Now, maybe it was Photoshopped. Maybe he was hacked. Maybe there's some weird doohickey to alter text or whatever. But you need a better explanation than one, the case is closed. And two, Dream randomly tweeting a few weeks back, I was hacked. I'm, now, look, false allegations are obviously awful, if that is indeed the case. But, man, there's a lot of horrible... At, okay. At worst, it looks like Dream is a child predator that should not have a job anywhere and should go to prison. At best, it looks really creepy, really weird, and makes most people evidently really uncomfortable to see him wrestle right now, especially with the gimmick where he's gyrating and doing all this weird sexual innuendo and stuff. And I don't know, man, if I was in Triple H's position, I would have said, you know what, dude, if you could prove you're innocent to us, great, but we have to be transparent. 
And if he did happen to prove that he's innocent, why aren't they being transparent? I don't know. And if in the event Triple H is just being ignorant, if I were in Triple H's position, I would have just said, you know what, man, I'm sorry. This looks really bad. We got to let you go. If within a year, new evidence comes up or you're, you're able to personally exonerate yourself through the legal system or whatever the case may be, we'll bring you back. But to just not only keep him under contract, but to bring him back and feature him prominently in a post-Jeffrey Epstein world, man, I don't know. Post-speaking out wrestling world, I don't know, man. I'm no expert in these kind of situations. I'm not a public relations expert. I'm not a uh, sexual abuse expert, but... I've talked to sexual abuse experts. I've talked to people that are PR experts. And this is rather risky for a publicly traded company. But I don't know. Me personally, if you just want my personal opinion, I feel extremely uncomfortable watching him without any context or transparency or clarification regarding his his case, for lack of a better term. And, uh, you know, WWE looks really bad as well in this case. And, you know, I don't know, man. You can only... You can only turn off your audience so much with bad finishes, with bad storylines, with some awful public gestures like releasing a bunch of people during a pandemic and then increasing your profits by 400%. Uh, But now protecting an alleged, I'll say alleged, uh, child predator and putting him on TV prominently during a wrestling war when you're already down to legitimately your hardest of the hardcore fans. With football season coming back, even if it's only temporarily, we don't know if it's gonna the NFL season is gonna go belly up. I hope it doesn't, but it could. With the NBA playoffs in full swing, with MLB playoffs coming up soon, I mean, with just the moral standpoint, right, and, and just being there for your fans. I mean, good luck, Paul Levesque. I, I I genuinely hope that you are right, that this is closed, that he's innocent. Because if not, man, whoo. You you risk your company, your stock price, possibly your future role for for a prospect that quite frankly has flamed out over the last year and has absolutely regressed. And I don't care and by the way, I don't even care if he had the skills of like a Okada, okay? That kind of PR, that kind of potential publicity is not worth it. You can always bring him back if there's new evidence, if he exonerates himself, but man, I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, Keith Lee is going to be debuting on Raw tomorrow. He lost to Karrion Cross. WWE, uh, as uh, tradition has it with their booking, whether it be NXT or, or WWE main roster, booked Karrion Cross beyond his strengths in a 20-minute main event. They could have just booked this guy in a five-minute squash, had him brutalize Keith Lee, one, two, three, monster push, boom, you're done. He is the new top guy, and instead they had to make this a 20-minute encounter, that was super tiring. And look, I like both guys a lot. I really do. And I think Karrion Cross could be a movie star one day. He's got a great look. But dude does not need to be in a 20-minute match. Ever. Like, ever. He's not anytime soon. And yeah, from what I understand, according to Triple H, he dislocated his shoulder. He's going to have an MRI. Hopefully, he's not out for too long. But tough break for him and tough break for NXT because Keith Lee's going to Raw, although they could always bring him back. And Karrion Cross is the new NXT champion. With a separated shoulder. So that's how it goes there, my friends. But, you know. And by the way, shout out to Damian Priest. New York's own former TSC News guest as Punishment Martinez. He captured a North American title. And then afterwards, backstage, he jumped into a hot tub with his leather pants on. I hope I can be as cool as Damian Priest one day. Anyway, let's go back to some of the comments here. 
Matasar Lee says Orton versus Drew McIntyre payback. Yeah, I could see that. Payback is in one week. First time I'm hearing about the pay-per-view having one week to promote itself. Very, yeah, very wacky, if you ask me. Very wacky. Okay. <laughs> Nerd News says TSC is not PG. It's Triple F. There you go. Freaky fun, Fred. Mr. Loki, Dominic was amazing. I agree. Silver Surfer, Orton versus Drew was the match of the day. I dug that. Terrell Scott, I was surprised to see Roman back since the virus is still going on. I, I, I am too, but I guess he's satisfied with their testing. So, you know, there you go. And they're probably giving him a lot of money to come back. You know, if I was WWE, I'd be giving stacks of money to John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Goldberg, any top star I could get my hands on. I'd be putting them in the top spots right now because your ratings are low. I know it's bad that you keep going back to the old guard, but you know what? Go to your old guard that actually drew, like John Cena. Keep them on top for a little while. Use them to rebuild your mid-card in the meantime to, to stop the bleeding for a little bit and knock on wood with some logical booking, with some logical finishes, with some slow burn storylines. By January, February-ish, you could actually have some new stars in position to actually take the mantle. Maybe they won't be John Cena overnight, but they could at the very least maybe get to Drew McIntyre's level like this past year and get to the top spot. We'll see. We'll see. doesn't look like it's going to happen, but if I was hired as a consultant by DDB tomorrow, that's what I'd do. I'd say, you know what? You guys made 400% increase in profits year to date. Give that money to Cena. Give that money to whoever. If Sting can still wrestle, bring him back. If Kurt Angle can still wrestle, bring him back. Pay for his stem cell surgery. I don't care. Bring back the guys that actually could move the needle. Book logically underneath them. And there you go. That's what I would do. You can keep the main event matches short and sweet. You could have the mid-card title shine. Prop those up like they've been doing with AJ Styles and Hardy on SmackDown. By the way, Hardy, new IC champion. Shout out to him. And then, again, by WrestleMania time, Hopefully, you'll have rebuilt your new stars or your younger stars so that they can actually be difference makers. Because right now, it ain't good. It ain't good. I'm over Sasha barely holding the title. I agree, Trace. I, I, I agree. I'm so glad Roman is back, but let The Fiend hold the title for a little bit. The unpopular opinion, I am so over The Fiend. So I, for me, I don't even care anymore. Screw him. No offense, Bray. I'm, I'm done, man. I need some good. I need some good matches for the Universal Title again. I really do. Roman returns at Hell in a Cell in his Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Paul Patterson says, "You know they could do a triple threat match at Payback, and then they could do Hell in a Cell Roman versus uh, Bray Wyatt." So I, I can see that. Great show. I just wish Sasha didn't lose. I agree. Extend Sean for life. Roman is back. Yep. Agam Dumra. Drew doesn't deserve to win. Must be a Roman fan. Or I'm sorry, a, a Randy fan. Okay, Cricket Buddies is happy the big dog is back. Okay, Yadav is, is happy that, that Roman Reigns is back with a new look. Yeah, I dig it. Oprah 3D is Roman, a heel or a babyface? I have no idea. I'm just happy to see him back. Ravi Mali, I am so happy to see Roman Reigns return. A lot of people are happy to see Roman Reigns return. Elm, Elm Street 2010, I'm glad Sonya is okay. Yeah, me too, man. Scary situation. By the way, part of my voice before I w- hopped on here, I just finished my EA Sports UFC 4 review. So if you're a video gamer... If you like UFC, maybe you want to try the new game. I just did a review for PS4. That review will be going live just a little bit after this recap. So you can check it out on youtube.com slash the sports courier or on Fred Ricciani, my website, fredricciani.com. Okay. What do you think happens next for the NXT title? I would keep it on Karrion Cross. I mean, he doesn't need to defend it every week. So if he's only going to be out for like a month, 
I'd keep it on him. If he's going to be out for a couple months, I'd still, you know what? I'd still kind of keep it on him. Do vignettes. And if you could have any semblance of a match at the next takeover, just make it a squash. The guy, again, the guy does not need to be doing 20 minute matches. Okay. He got over being a badass, beating guys like five minutes or less. So keep it that way for now. And then eventually, when his, his run as champion is ready to be over, then put him in like a 10, 15 minute match. The ending to Braun was we Braun versus Bray was weird. Why was Braun cutting the ring? Uh, he cut the ring because it exposed the woods. He was trying to slam him on the wood. They they've done some finishes like that before. Uh, the match that comes to mind for me, I don't know if a lot of people watched it back in the day at Slammiversary, was Bully Ray Bubba Ray Dudley against Sting, where he pile drove Sting, and I think I think Sting I don't know if Sting won. Did Sting win that match? I think Sting lost that match, but I think he took a pile driver on there, and I was like, like that was the finish. That was a BS. Pedro says that was a BS finish. Waste of time with Fiend and Strowman. That whole feud was a complete waste of time. I mean, is Str- you're asking if Roman's a heel? Is Strowman a heel or is he a babyface? I have, I have zero idea. Your babyface champion is going to grill press slam Alexa Bliss. Ridiculous. And of course, you still took the bump. Crazy. Crazy. All right, let's go to uh, the face bookers here. What do you think about John Cena possibly returning now that he is cast in a new DC movie? I mean, look, he's already a big star. He's already in the Fast and Furious. But if he returned again, I would absolutely not be complaining 100%. He's awesome. I, I love John Cena. But he's also older. He's also been out of the ring for a very long time. And, yeah, I do think, obviously, he'd be a little rusty. Mo Major, I don't think Roman should win the title too soon. I actually agree with that. I kind of would have liked Roman Reigns to return against like AJ Styles or somebody and, and then and then build himself back up to the world title level. But at the same time, he was the number one contender. He was in storyline, randomly removed. And yeah, I mean, look, he has a right to the number one contendership. Uh, what happened to Alexa Bliss? Rashidi asks. I don't know. That, that's a great question. I, I really don't know. By the way, Brody Lee, new TNT champion. Uh, AEW All Out coming up in a couple weeks. Should be a great card, MJF versus John Moxley. I don't really know if MJF is ready for the title yet, but it should be a good match. I'm really tired. Some people are asking about Jericho and Orange Cassidy in a Mimosa Mayhem match where the loser has to be dunked in Mimosa. I'm not really feeling this one unless it involves Mike Tyson interfering, attacking Chris Jericho, and sending him into the Mimosa. I'm just really tired of this feud. Nothing against Orange Cassidy, but Chris Jericho's your biggest mainstream star, and he's feuding with a comedy guy. A comedy guy who's a good wrestler, but a comedy guy. And, you know, a year ago, Jericho was the AEW World Champion. He was killing people left and right with the Judas Elbow, and now he's a comedy guy in the middle of a wrestling war. Not not really feeling that personally. But then again, I don't know, man. Beyond, like, Drew McIntyre and the women of WWE especially, like, I really haven't been feeling North American wrestling lately. I really just just haven't. There's a lot of stupid logic gaps and stuff like that. I mean, Orton's been good. You know, Drew's been good. There's a lot of good individual performers. But collectively, like, WWE especially, AEW a little bit with the wackiness, but mainly WWE, man, it's, 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 it's been tough. It's been tough to care about, especially if you're somebody like me that likes other sports like NBA and baseball and everything else. Like it's re- and, and MMA's been doing really well with, with Bellator coming back and UFC. It's really hard to get into WWE these days. But SummerSlam, overall, though, I thought it was pretty good. Can they replicate that effort or exceed it a week later at Payback? That's going to be tough. 
Um, Thunderdome doesn't do it for me. I like it, but I, I can see how the the crowd reaction is, you know, or, or fake crowd reaction is, you know, a, li- a little bit weird. A little bit weird. Anyway, folks, I'm going to get out of here. I just want to send a quick shout out to some people. Scott Anderson. He said that he actually, actually, no, he sent me a picture. He actually ended up on the whole Thunderdome LED board, which is pretty damn cool. So congrats to Scott for that. Uh, shout out to the dude that got on the LED board and had a fire Velveteen Dream sign. You are the real MVP. And shout out to everybody watching, listening. Again, my EA Sports UFC 4 reviews coming up. We got NFL training camp footage coming up all throughout the week. Obviously, more wrestling coverage. And since paybacks next week, guess what? Stay tuned for our payback recap coming up, well, next Sunday night. And if you enjoyed this update, please like, share. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. It really helps our cause. We truly appreciate all your support. I also have a DW2K Battlegrounds video game review coming up in a few weeks as well. So until then, folks, stay safe, take care, like and share. And until next time, as always, enjoy the matches. Is CM Punk, somebody's asking real quick, is CM Punk coming back? Hey, they could sure use him.